Good morning, good evening, good night, good afternoon. This is I Will Not Lose Podcast with Tony Ortiz. We have a special guest in the building today. I'm here joined by Ryan. You're in for a good one. So let's get the paperwork out of the way. Shout out to my Spotify listeners, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, and YouTube. This is one you definitely want to watch in. Thanks for giving a reason to get dressed. Coming live from my voice to your phone, computer, headphones, TV, car stereo, smartwatch. Could have been anywhere in the world. But we are here right now. We're here, Ryan. About to do this. Let's take a moment. Let's take a moment to be present and recognize that it's now, right now. Whether you're right now is working, running, exercising, cleaning, laying down. Let's be grateful we're alive. Failure can be frightening. However, as Winston Churchill has reminded us, success is all about going from failure to failure without losing enthusiasm. This is I Will Not Lose podcast, where we set out to prove that everything is learned from failure and we must persevere and recognize that we are one step closer to success. I'm your host, Tony Ortiz. We're going to jump right in, man. We got a very special guest, Ryan, with us here today. Uh, He's agreed to come on, have a conversation with me. Uh, we have a special relationship, but there's things we don't know about each other. And um, I thought this would be a pretty cool platform to get into it. So I'll allow you to introduce yourself, tell people a little bit about what you are, who okay. you are, and we'll go from there. All right. Yeah, I'm, uh, I'm Ryan. Um, so I grew up around the Reading area. I moved up here a couple of years ago. Um, Recently, I've been I'm a direct support professional. I help men with with uh, disabilities and just issues, mental health issues and stuff like that. Um, I live in the Brinexville area, though. But I'm, uh, yeah, I'm. Uh, so I'm here to pretty much talk about my recovery. Um, I've been 17 months sober now. Big shout out, man! I'm gonna actually throw some air horns in there. <laughs> bing, 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 bing. <laughs> Oh, congratulations, man. Thanks, man. Thanks. Just um, one day is a big accomplishment, but you got 17 months, man. It gets easier, man. It does. It does. It's gotten easier over time. And uh, so I guess I'll dive into it. Um, the reason I came on here and I wanted to talk about this is because I, I feel like my story can really help somebody. And I want, I want people to know that you're not alone. You know, that addiction and alcoholism. Um, can really really mess you up and uh i become a whole new person like i care about people I love people um 17 months 18 months ago i didn't i was a victim i felt so bad for myself but uh yeah i'll kind of get down to it um i grew up in a uh, Oli valley uh it's like a country town outside reading and uh Anyway, I'll fast forward. I grew up in a house where alcohol was kind of available, you know, and um, it's it it's not has nothing to do with I don't my parents, you know, like that's what they're used to. They did a really good job raising me. I didn't need for anything. I didn't, you know, and uh, eventually, let's just get to the the bad part because um, I would rather talk about my recovery than my life. But what happened right. is. Um, so I had a beautiful daughter, three months old. She's she's still alive. Had is a bad way to start. I'm sorry too. Uh, um, my addiction and my my alcoholism really got real bad about two years ago. It's always been a thing. 
ever since I was 18 though, you know, there was, there was the college party phase. There was the first time I smoked and, and I just wanted more and more and more and just wanted to not think about anything. Um, and, uh, eventually I, uh, got into a car accident with my daughter in the car. God. Yeah. She cracked her skull, um, concussion. But, uh, I remember waking up cause I was blacked out and, um, I woke up and I, I saw this whole, you know, I was told, I remember seeing my dad and be like, I, I think I really messed up. You know, there, I was under all sorts of different things. I, I didn't even know I drove. And that's just how powerful alcohol and drugs can be, you know? Jeez. And, uh, you know, this three little, three old, three year old little girl, you know, that, uh, depended on me and everything. And I, I wake up, I tell my dad, I think I, I think I did something really bad. And he told me that Kay is in a coma. Um, her skull is cracked and that she's just not doing well. And, uh, I remember just, that was the lowest of my life right there. I was at a crossroads, you know, I was like, do I want, do I want to keep going or, you know, I was at a crossroads and, uh, I hear you. Um, Cause you know, you, you battle it for so long. I remember just drinking and drugging for so long and just being like, I want to stop. I really want to stop. That's after the bender. That's after the bad night of party. And I need to stop doing this. And then the evening comes and I'm right back at it again. Something would happen in my mind that just something happened that I couldn't stop. And I didn't know how to get help for it until something really bad had to happen. So, um, she, uh, she ended up waking up, you know, and being in pretty rough shape. And, uh, she had to go to a, a rehab, you know, physical rehab. Like therapy. Yeah. For months. And then she had to wear a helmet mm. and, um, by God's grace, man, she's doing amazing, you know, but it took a lot, man. I remember the first time I went in to see her, um, you know, I broke my leg and broke my ribs and had a concussion. I was a mess too, but yeah, you know, <laughs> gives a shit. Yeah. I'm sure you probably wish were worse. Oh like, yeah. 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 Oh man. It ended up being a blessing to have my leg broken though, because I had to, had to sit and be myself. I had, I had to sit with my thoughts. I had, which is like a battleground, bro. You know, it was a battleground for a long time, but eventually it really, uh, like I said, I think it was a blessing for me to be there. This is the biggest, craziest thing that ever happened. My daughter, she's doing great now. How old is she now? Four. Okay. Four. And I'm actually going to start getting supervised visitations with her again soon. So horns for that, man. Yeah, man. That's it's, awesome. It's, it, you know, I have a really bad time. I, I get self-righteous sometimes and i really want it now you know like she's my daughter yeah right and i get resentful towards other people that are not allowing this to happen but i have to remember that they these people saw her in you know in a hospital bed tubes hooked up to her mm. and they had to pretty much help her until then they're gonna have a resentment towards me they're gonna be scared to let me see them and it was hard dude <laughs> it's still because you know i'm the man i'm that's my daughter yeah you you, you know? did all this yeah You've earned it, right? Right. Yeah. Right. And uh, yeah. Oh, man. 
So what's going on with the supervised visitation? You just see her every other week for one hour. And when I first heard that, I was mad. You know, I was mad about it. Uh, but it's another thing I got to humble myself, man, and be like, okay, like, I know what I did and I have to, I have to uh, accept that. But um, she's doing good. But I'll start talking about my journey a little bit. Um, yeah, please. I uh, went home after a month in, in rehab in the, not, not rehab, not like, you know, drug and alcohol rehab. Yeah. Therapy. Therapy. Yeah. And I went home and I was by myself in my house and the house was, I also have a stepdaughter, which I don't see much anymore now either. She lived with me and you know, you go home and you have two little girls rooms empty. It was like I said, it was a mental battlefield, bro. And I was so alone. Um, and all I know how to do to when I'm feeling sad, when I'm feeling angry was to do drugs or drink, because mm. that's just how I've handled things. That's almost how I was taught to handle things. And uh, I started asking for help, man. I, I asked first thing I actually asked for a social worker and she came out. And she sat down and she's like, have you, uh, have you considered getting help for your addiction? And, and so I started going on, on these meetings, um, reaching out to people, um, people that have experienced alcoholism and addiction and they loved me, you know, when I couldn't love myself. I mean, I was so down and out, man, like, mm. no, you know, my mom and my dad, they were always going to be there for me and stuff. but my family and towards the end, my friends were all people that drank and drugged like me too. So right. they weren't really there. And I don't know that I wanted them there either, but I mean, I would, I hope they're doing well, but, uh, these people that I found this fellowship of people helped me out. Um, they loved me, man. And I started going and being with them and, um, I just, I just started to, uh, damn, <laughs> I mean, it, take a second, man. Yeah. Uh, it was hard. It was, it was the hardest thing. But like I said, I think me being stuck in the house with a broken leg, I couldn't do nothing. You know, I had to sit there and, uh, I started going to these meetings. It, should I just say it's AA? I, I'm sure, I'm sure people can <laughs> yeah. put together, but that's fine. Yeah. Okay. Went to AA. All right. Yeah. Yes. So I started going to AA, um, and, uh, I just one day at a time, man, just stayed sober one day at a time. I started learning new things about myself, dug deeper into my problems. Um, I, uh, it was just crazy, man. Cause I, when I was drinking and drugging, I was a very egotistical pride too much pride and uh self-righteous like i never wanted to be wrong um and there's so many of these these underlying issues for me i think made me drink as well like uh insecurities um eventually <laughs> um i got sober sorry i'm fucking up <laughs> <laughs> fucking up how yeah. there's no you're good man all right you're good 
Um, yeah, so uh, I didn't see my daughter for a long time until recently. I'm going to start seeing her on April 7th at 11 a.m. Will be the first time I see her. That's about three weeks from now. Right. The time of recording. Right. Oh, man, that's so awesome. Yeah. Yeah, man, I'm, I'm super excited. Um, but um, back with my recovery, you know, it, it was one day at a time, really. Um, my, uh, I ended up getting a sponsor and talking with him, doing, uh, called him every, every single day at noon. And this guy was so cool. Like I just, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, I talked to him about life and, um, um, sobriety, sobri- sobriety. Yeah. I'm drawing a blank here, man. Listen, let me just, let me, let me pause you for a second. What you're doing is so unbelievably brave. It's so unbelievably selfless. You don't have anything to gain. Like this is all for someone going through this. Someone who imagine if you heard a podcast and was like, wow, there's some place I can get help before things got worse. So congratulations to you, like, and your bravery to be able to do that. Right. You don't want to, we stop at any time, but there's no, you're not given a speech. I right. just want to remind you okay. where you are. You're okay. in your friend's basement. Right. You know? Yeah. Like. Yeah. I really just want to be able to come here and, and like tell people, dude, that I w- if I would have heard a story similar to mine, maybe before my accident, maybe it would have really rung a bell with me or something. And maybe it wouldn't have, but I just, you know, I want people to know that, you know, you can get help and. You don't have to live like that every day. And, uh, you know, I never realized how bad it was while I was in it because I was so used to it. But yeah, my whole perspective on everything changed. Like I said, I, one of the first things I said, I was like, I love people now. Like, <laughs> <laughs> like I can see them for what, you know, like, I, I, like there's people that I've met in, so at six months of sobriety, I got a job and I went into the real world. When I say the real world, I was so used to talking to these people and that are, you know, spiritual and, and like loving. And I felt like that was real life almost. <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm like, <laughs> that's funny. Yeah. It's misleading. Yeah. So you got a taste of the real world then. Yeah. Six months in. Yeah. I still on crutches and I got a job at a gas station. Right. And, uh, I needed to get out and do something. You know, I, I snapped my femur in half. So yeah, I got a steel rod in there now. And the doctor told me that I'm not going to be able to shoot jump shots anymore. Little does he know I've, I was shooting last night, bro. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. I was probably like two for 20, but. It's all good. We'll work on that. Doctors love to tell you what you're not going to be able to do for how long you're not going to be able to do it. I mean, big shout out. I know doctors, they're not all terrible, but yeah, I, I personally don't listen to what they say when it comes to sports. 
Right. Just, right. They're just trying to. <laughs> yeah. Uh, ice it. I listen to what the trainer says. Ice it 20 minutes on and off. I don't know if you can do that with a broken femur. I but... don't know, man. It's, it's, oh. it's, uh, I definitely noticed I got two pins in my knee too, but, uh, I'm so lazy. I didn't, I didn't like go to physical therapy. I didn't like the, th- oh, I had a physical therapist coming out every week at that time. And, he he would give me like he come to my house he'd show me these papers he's like do this this and this i'm like yeah 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 and then i never did any of it and oh, then i'm wondering why like my leg was messed up for a while but now mm-hmm. i'm getting it back i've been going to the gym that's another thing um i never was an exercise guy i played sports when i was a kid i played basketball i was the fat kid that played basketball i was like a zach yeah, randolph yeah, yeah. you know what i mean like <laughs> I, I was all box out i was all power post moves and and then i would get so resentful man towards the, the coach because they make us run and i'm like you're taking away the one good thing i'm at yeah <laughs> you know? right put, put me in for five minutes bro <laughs> that's great oh man <sighs> But uh, no, you were telling me a bit in pre-show you lost some weight recently. Yeah, 35 pounds I'm at now. Oh, man. Thank, and yo, you hooked me up with those smoothies, bro. That does <laughs> work for you? Yeah, I, that, I've been substituting that. I do, I, every time I'm packing the spinach in the top, I think of you, like, shove as much as you can. And- oh, man. Shout out to the random post I read that on. That always stuck for me, too. I, I Yep, you got to pack the spinach in as much as you can get. Right. Uh, I don't... Do you know the recipe off the top of your head? No. I haven't been doing it recently. So like, you told me to get ground flaxseed. So yeah. I do a little scoop of that. Flaxseed and wheat germ. Yeah, I didn't get that yet. But I do a protein powder because it's like a substitute for my meal. And I, I put that in there. Yeah, I was like 345, bro, at my max weight. I was, I was like Vince Wilford. Wow. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Yeah. It, yeah. I was feeling pretty bad. But then after I quit it, quit, you know, drugs and drinking and I quit cigarettes, I had this coping where I needed to cope still at night. Needed to eat. Ah, uh, I under, I can, I can relate. No, I, not that I can relate. I can empathize. Like I can, yeah, you just, you got to replace it with like something. McDonald's became my thing. And, uh, yeah, yeah. 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 yeah I think cutting out fast food is a, is a big one. I don't know. I've, I've struggled with weight as well. Um, that smoothie that I gave you was something that I use to, to lose weight. And then I'm recently this year off uh, a bunch of weight, but nothing as crazy as like, um, you know, I was never 345. I mean, that's, that's, uh, that's up there, bro. I'm that's so a, proud a, of you. That's a like a, a defensive tackle on a 3-4 defense. <laughs> <laughs> I'm supposed to plug the run, you know? <laughs> Hell yeah, man. Swim. Yeah. Oh, man. But I'm super proud of you. See, I've only ever known you since you've been in recovery. Yeah. So this is all news to me. Like, I have no idea dealing with that or going through that stuff. I've only ever known you as love. You've only ever shown love to me. So, I mean, that's, that's insane. It's a, the transformation from how I felt before it was like a, I was trapped, you know, felt like I was trapped in this, this life, this cycle of life, like with drugs and alcohol and, uh, to be able to, it's, uh, it's really unfortunate. It had to lead to something like that, 
to happen for me to recognize it. But now for me, one, I want to get back in my daughter's life and I'll go to any length. I have to do that. And, um, you know, I don't want to cause more problems or, you know, like any of that, but, um, it's changed everything. Like I'm a direct support professional now. And I help, like I said, I help men with disabilities. Um, I love it, man. Like I love helping people now, um, helping people stay sober, um, being available for people that need help or even preferably not if you need to be moved out of your house. I don't like helping people move. (laughs) No moving. (laughs) No, but like, keep that in mind, but I will help you. I'll help you, bro. I got you. Yeah. (laughs) But if you need, if you need someone to help move furniture, but, um, I think for my recovery, being selfless is the best medicine I've ever had. Like that just want to help other people. It gets me out of myself because the way my disease works is once I become selfish, fuck everybody. It's all about me. Yeah. You know? So I love the whole like I'm not hurting anybody but myself. The justification. It's like, oh man, you're you're hurting everybody. But glad you were able to recognize that. What are some ways like you you said you wish you would have known you could have got help sooner? What like how can somebody get help if they're struggling with addiction? For me, AA has been a huge thing. You know, the anonymous programs, I know I'm not supposed to promote it, but it's been a huge help for me. Um, Rehab. I know nobody wants to go to rehab. Yeah. But if you can get 28 days to go there and they're just going to teach you the things you need to know to move on in your life. I, I read, so I've never been to rehab one time and it was back a month. It was a month before COVID really started. And I remember being in rehab, being at that low point, man, where I was just like, I can't do this anymore. Finally went and got help. And, um, actually that's when Kobe Bryant passed away. And I remember Rest that piece. I remember, I remember that whole place. Just everybody couldn't believe it was real. Um, the Super Bowl was going on around that time, but then COVID started and, uh, went to rehab and I learned a bunch of stuff. I loved what I learned, but I got out and I drank at somebody, you know, did you? Yeah. I was picked up my old resentful ways. I didn't start. I, I didn't work the program. I went back out and, uh, was drinking and, um, made it a while. And, uh, then this happened, but that I'm hoping to be a one-time relapser and, uh, cause I can't go back out there for me, for me, the alcoholic like me, it's drink is to die. And I, if I decide to, I think also you know, you see how many advertisements do you see for alcohol all the time, everywhere, right? All the time. In fact, uh, I really hope they don't plug this episode. Watch, we go viral. There's a ton of views, and they <laughs> all of a sudden the Corona commercial comes on. I don't think they could do that on YouTube, but yeah, if I monetize, I can't control my ads. They're, they're everywhere, all over the internet, right. billboards, driving, TV. I mean. I'm going to mark this one for kids. Just no. (laughs) (laughs) 
But you were saying, yeah, the advertisement is everywhere. Yeah. It's like you're groomed into it. It's normalized so much for me to just, for everyone to drink. Um, forget what point I was getting at with this, but uh, yeah. It's, it's, it's everywhere. It is everywhere, man. And, and uh, what's crazy is, you know, I mean, I also got into harder stuff, right? But that harder stuff, yeah, it messed with you a lot, obviously. But I've never blacked out on a lot of and the other things that I did. Where alcohol, you can become belligerent, black out, and drive your car. You know, it, mm-hmm. that stuff's crazy. But uh, it's just out there, and um, it's not going to go anywhere. So got to make some internal changes, and that's what I've been trying to do. I work with people. I have sponsees. Um, we go, we, uh, we go, I just like to go do things now active, like, cause my life before I would, um, I never wanted to go do anything. I remember I used to love fishing as a kid. Right? Yeah. Just, this is just an example. I loved fishing so much going fishing, paintball, all these things. But once you become an adult and you're drinking, this is how my, my, my mindset is. And I know other people that would agree with me. You would rather just drink and talk about those things. We should go. (laughs) We should go do that sometime. Yeah. Yeah. We should go fishing. We should go do that. And then when no one ends up going, at least that my friends and and maybe the depression (laughs) mixed in there. I just didn't want to go do stuff when I was drinking. Now I go on hikes. Um, I just, my whole life has changed in such a drastic way i wish i could have did a podcast before of how i was <laughs> so you a guys podcast can... before yeah <laughs> like of like how i was when i was like addicted and drinking and... no we don't want to hear that man <laughs> we want this guy yeah we want this right Ryan, right for sure you have so much to offer the world you know what i mean rather than be selfish or in your own drunken stupor you can put something out and Look, I know we, everybody says, oh, if it just changes one person's life, like that one person is real. That one person is real. They've reached out to me. They've reached out to other creators. I know, you know, we have all these channels for people to reach out directly. So don't be surprised if someone reaches out, like you will hear from someone that just has to thank you for them doing it. It may not be right now. It may be in a while. Maybe a year from now, somebody says, hey, man, listen, it's been a year since I had my last drink. I, I heard your podcast and this is uh, this is how I took it. So, I mean, who knows? And if not, man, I'm just glad that you can get that off your chest, man. That's a lot. Yeah, it's a lot. It's definitely something that changed my life in a whole different direction. Um, I don't recommend it for people that are struggling, struggling to get to a point where you make a devastating, like catastrophic event like this. And from what I've noticed, a lot of the people I go to like AA meetings every day, I see all sorts of different people, what they're struggling with. They call them high bottoms. They call them low bottoms. But at the end of the day, I don't really think there's a difference. I mean, there's definitely a, there is a difference, but like, if you've gotten to a point where you can only handle I remember how I felt before the accident, right? Miserable, hopeless, mm-hmm. scared, angry, and doesn't matter. At that point, it was my lowest, right? And I ended up getting into that accident after. Obviously, it was low, but I don't, 
you can have a high bottom, but you could just have had enough, you know, like yeah. nothing around your world has been destroyed. Once, once I got sober, my health has changed clarity, mental clarity, man. Like I, I've never had it before like this, you know, <laughs> you're always in a fog. Right? Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, I also have like a fast mind, maybe an 80 undiagnosed ADHD or something, maybe. And, um, I've been able to sit down and read. That is crazy for me, man. Cause I could read out loud to you, but I would never, ever get like, just read. Yeah. yeah. Oh man. That's nuts. Yeah. My mind was so full of, I have peace now, you know, started meditating Insane. recently. Um, yeah. Every day or. Oh, I'm trying, dude. It's not really my thing, but I have, I try to start my day off with it and I do see the benefits of it. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I, even with the gym, if I, sl- when I started going to the gym, my fat ass would go there for the, for 10 minutes sometimes in the beginning. And now I go for like an hour. I do a mile on the treadmill. I do a different body part each day. Um, and you know, it's a, it's a cycle for me. It starts slow and eventually it gets to a point where I'm, I'm doing good. And, uh, yeah, man, the progress, man, the progress Mm -hmm. It's insane. You'd be seeing your daughter a lot more than an hour every two weeks. Yeah. You know, you just gotta run with the system. You know, they, uh, they go, um, you know, there's, the story's not about me, but in legal trouble that I've had before, always tried to be accountable. Like, look, I did something to be here. Like, it's not the system's fault. It's not these people. Right. And at least everybody that, <clears throat> you know, the people in authority really respected that about me. And it was complete. They didn't make it a hard time for me. They didn't have to do any of that sort of stuff, you know? So it's, it's, uh, it sucks that it had to go through such lengths, but I'm trying to think about all the positives out of it. Yeah. You know what I mean? If something bad would have happened to your daughter, would you really have gotten sober? That was one of the first things that I recognized in myself, if that didn't happen. And it sounds selfish, right? A little bit. And it's, I don't like saying it, but. No, I don't think that's, I, I, I hear what you're saying. It sounds selfish. I disagree. I, I, I hear what you're saying. I mean, yeah. you got to find the light in it. It could right. have been worse. Man. I think it give, it's given me an opportunity to change a lot of people, lot, people's lives. And she turned out, uh, she's okay. She's God. beautiful little girl, man. Um, but yeah, so I'm going to, I want to start going to school soon to become a counselor, um, like get a certification. Also in one month I can become a, a certified recovery specialist. When you hit 18 months, um, you can be a certified recovery specialist. I can work in rehabs and just, oh, I, I okay. want to spread the message, man. I want to dig, you know, dedicate my life to this kind of stuff, helping people. Um, I have so much motivation now to do these kind of things. Um, yeah um i'm gonna get you i'm gonna get you podcasting yeah help you get the stuff to put together man because 
you got a great voice for it sound comfortable i mean you have a message to spread so i mean yeah i'll help in any way that i can definitely i'll order pizza no we're not we're not doing that we're eating healthy <laughs> i'm actually it's about noon right now we'll start landing the plane here in a second and i'll go buy lunch you want to grab there's a nice place uh shout out to union and finch and ed over there have you ever eaten at union and finch no oh man i'm gonna take you there after here okay it's, it's real good um the owner ed over there uh he's got a good place he started they're like in our neighborhood we can walk there but he started a little bit before corona and then shortened the menu up made it through corona and the places it's always packed every time i go so um great brunch maybe what is it noon we could still probably get brunch but um do you have anything you're promoting that you want to shout out now would be the time ah Do we follow you on Twitter, Instagram? Do you have anything like that, or I don't, not yet. Um, All right, we'll get you set up. Yeah, I, I, I like, I would love to uh, just really just let people know that you're not alone. You know, when it comes to sobriety, getting sober, and it's not as bad as you think. Like I remember, oh my god, those people are sober. They got to be like they're like that's to suck. Like I don't know why my my mind always thought that there's a stigma behind. Um, there's definitely a stigma behind addicts and alcoholics. I also would like to get rid of, you know, um, when I see someone on the street suffering, um, you know, there's a lot of times people would be like, Oh, they should get up and go get a job and go work and do these things. And it's not that simple. You don't know what's battlefields going on in that person's mind that we just, we just don't know. And, I just want to be an advocate for people to be able to get recovered. If you use AA, if you use NA, if there's all sorts of ways to get sober and stay sober. And uh, I just want to be able to help people. So I'll try to get on social media. I'll try to get stuff like that going. You'll help me out with that. I know. And uh, yeah, for now though, that's probably it for now. All right, man. Well, we have Brian on the show, complete, complete, absolute savagery, completely brave to go out and put his uh, business out there and show you that it's about the experience, strength, and hope. It's about who he is now. I've only ever known him and just learned some things about his past today. So um, big shout out. This is I Will Not Lose Podcasts, where we explore stories of success learned from failure and prove that everything is learned from failure as long as we persevere and pick ourselves up. To support the show, visit the website shows.acast.com slash I Will Not Lose. Subscribe on your favorite podcast player. Share the episode link. Leave a comment. I'll make sure I get you a link and the Spotify links and stuff. You can find this all on there. But um, <clears throat> your contribution is appreciated, whatever you do. Thank you for listening. Thank you.